Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Join with me as always, PFF Senior Data Scientist, Ben Brown. It is the best weekend of the year. It is the divisional round. We are breaking everything down for Saturday's games. We've got our best bets, our player props, our same game parlays, so let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ben, I'm not lying when I say it. it is the best weekend of the year. Like, if, if, we, if we're going to bet all our money and lose some of our money, this is the best weekend to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm partial to the wild card round personally, but okay. that was that was a pretty big, I would say, letdown, at least if you, like, really wanted some, like, you know, solid games that kind of went down to the wire. Not, not, not a lot of that actually happened. So, divisional yeah. round, I know people like conference championship round. As, a, as, like, a Minnesota Vikings fan, it doesn't get any better than conference championship weekend. Unfortunately, we always lose there. So I don't yeah. know. I can I can maybe agree with division around being being the best here for sure. I guess. So. I feel like Wild Card Weekend was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I just agree. a little bit. I mean, it just wasn't. It didn't have like the you know the climactic finishes basically. No. And I mean, like this one, obviously, we're not going to talk about this game, but like Bills Chiefs, I feel like could be like the potential game of the year. Maybe like should be the game that we like have like in the Super Bowl marquee type of matchup. So really looking forward to that one. But these games on Saturday, I do think are. Uh, really intriguing, pretty tight spreads throughout the entire weekend. Yeah. So it's uh, it's basically everything we could ask for and more as you know, football fans and sports betters. So exactly. No, I'm I'm excited for this one, and we'll start we'll start with I'm gonna call them still our Bengals yes. because they are kind of our Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, but Ben, I, like when I was doing research for this game and like looking everything up for this, I found like two sides, uh, like two side. There's two ends of the spectrum, and there was no in between. It was either the Titans are the most doubted number one one seed in the play in playoff history or like the Bengals are average and just really lucky to be here and there was no I did not find a middle ground there it was either right. one way or the other so I'm interested in what you're seeing in this game and just the matchup in general because yeah. it should be a good it should be a good game it definitely should be a good game right I mean I hope 
basically, you know, I think it was basically minus two and a half when it really initially opened kind of like Sunday night, uh, moved immediately out to three and a half. Maybe some of that has to do with, you know, the injury situation for the Titans obviously being quite healthy now. Uh, Bengals, not at, not quite as healthy in a lot of scenarios, but I don't know. I, I, I do think that Cincinnati matches up pretty well here. I, you know, I, I tend to disagree with the people that think like, uh, the, the, the Titans being as healthy as they are, the healthiest point in the season for them is really going to matter a great deal. Because uh, I do think this is a spot where the Bengals can definitely jump out to an early lead if they do. I do think a guy like Derrick Henry is probably going to be yeah. a little bit more ineffective. Uh, you know, the Titans, like, linebacker unit, probably one of the worst linebacker units in the NFL. So I do think they're going to be able to take advantage of some stuff underneath uh, with Joe Mixon maybe involved a little bit more in the passing game. But uh, I like the spot for Cincinnati. I like plus three okay. and a half quite a bit, um, you know, Say what you will about the Tennessee Titans, but we haven't seen them, you know, really put forth any sort of solid performance, basically, in, you know, the second half of the season. Of course, they have been pretty banged up, are supposed to be healthy now, but uh, I still need to kind of see it from them in more of like a, you know, prove it to me spot before I'm really going to be comfortable backing them, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk, I think the most interesting point in your articles this week, though, was talking about their, like, the Tennessee Titans playing those nickel packages, right? Like, that is where you kind of said, like, the advantage is for Joe Burrow there because the Titans' coverage grade drops from 83.4 to 72.4 in nickel, and that is where Joe Burrow thrives. So you think right. that there could be a little bit of a matchup advantage there too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow has basically thrived in, like, every situation so far in 2021 as yeah. PFS highest graded passer. But especially in nickel, you know, with heavy defensive back sets uh they've been able to take full advantage of it right i do think you know in some of those situations they do try and get you know some double teams on jamar chase that hasn't really been all that successful uh, in slowing him down either i do think a guy like cj uzama of course i kind of like his under receiving yards prop but i still think he's somebody that can definitely take advantage when they're kind of uh you know dealing with that nickel package but uh mm -hmm. anybody to maybe get the titans uh, linebacker unit off the field a little bit could potentially uh, help them out because they've just not been good whatsoever. But uh, I'm not overly confident in, uh, you know, their secondary play as well. I do think we have them basically as uh, right around like the, yeah, uh, what is it? Seventh, eighth best it's, unit in the, yeah. yeah, coverage unit in the NFL, but they've played uh, much better than expectations. So I think this is a spot where Joe Burrow's going to be able to take advantage quite a bit if they do jump okay. out to an early lead. Uh, I just don't see the Titans potentially winning any sort of any sort of shootout, uh, you know, on the heels of Ryan Tannehill yeah. playing a really great game through the passing game. So, so then, like, where do you? Because we're both with the Bengals, and I'm and and I just ha do have a soft spot in my heart for them. But I do think that with the way they're playing and they're on a roll, but I I do think it cannot be overlooked that Derrick Henry is back, and no matter what, that that's, that's a critical key component there. Plus, they have arrested and healthy A.J. Brown, Julio, yep. jo like Julio Jones. Like Those are all things that should not be overlooked, right? And they're coming off a week of rest, too. Right. So I feel like, where would you see the Bengals getting exploited on Saturday? Because I think, to me, when I look at the matchup, it may be like, uh, like their run, like the run for them, maybe, is where that they could like maybe hit a wall yeah definitely so we have basically their, their run defense 16th overall uh, so basically a league average unit we have mm -hmm. their pass rush right around 29th so if they're not getting pressure on you know Ryan Ryan Tannehill if he's kind of able to sit back in the pocket and AJ Brown obviously uh, is going to be able to get open fully healthy now Julio Jones mm -hmm. sounds like he's pretty much healthy I'm not as concerned with Derrick Henry I do think that he's obviously going to be able to play but how effectively is he going to play I did see you know some you know practice videos of him basically in some ways, limping or something. I, I did think, see you know, him probably, dance yeah. limping. Dance, dance limping. limping. He's, he's, trying new, to dance off, he's trying to dance it off. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, 
I think he's going to play a role, but I just don't think it's going to be uh, as significant of a role as people are projecting right now, uh, especially if the Titans fall behind early. So that's what that's what's kind of making me nervous okay. for Cincinnati. If if Cincinnati ends up not getting out to that early lead that we're kind of projecting, uh, that's when things are going to get really difficult for them when they have to play both you know the run and the pass situations, yeah. deal with both Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown in the passing game. But uh, if they get out to an early lead, which they kind of have been able to, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow has led basically, you know, the best passing offense here over the past four weeks. If they continue to kind of, you know, put points on the board, uh, I just don't see any way that uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to keep pace. So I think they're going to have to win, uh, you know, this game, uh, scoring a number of points. I think, you know, Titans will have some success offensively, but uh, I don't think it's going to be enough to probably keep pace with the Cincinnati Mm -hmm. Bengals. So. I do think, though, the Bengals, too, offensively have, like, almost remained, and you can counter me on this, remained overcommitted to their run to their run as definitely, well. Definitely, I, like, like, you watch them against, like, rewatching that Raiders game. It's kind of like, what? Like no wonder the Raiders stayed in that game for so long, right? They had, like, inefficient running metrics all season, but, like, especially in that game, that is the reason why they stayed. Like, that's the reason why they stayed. Like, they, their EPA per play had just, like, a 19% success rate uh, with their run runs so yeah. it was i think that too is where they could they need to they just need to not stop doing that right right definitely i mean they need they need to let joe burrow cook right i think yeah. that's obviously what they were doing kind of in the latter half uh, of the regular season especially in that chiefs game of course they did fall behind early in that kansas city matchup but mm-hmm. um if they are you know have a high pass rate over expectation which they have you know the past four to five weeks uh, I think that is by far their best offense and their best outlook here to actually win this game. But if they resort to pounding, you know, uh, Joe Mixon into the line 20, 25 times, I think I'm going to maybe lose it. And I think that's a spot where yeah. they're definitely going to end up, you know, losing this matchup here. So uh, a little bit, con- you know, a little bit concerned on that. And thankfully, Zach Taylor doesn't seem to be uh, as inclined yep. to go back to what was kind of their struggle spot early on in the season. So maybe he's moved on from that. But uh, sometimes those sorts of habits tend to rear their ugly heads at the worst possible time. This would definitely be that worst possible time. So it's a concern for me, but uh, I, I, I need to bet. I need to bet with our Bengals, I think, here for sure. I think, I think that's I, I'm, that I'm with you. On, I'm so. with you. I'm just saying, if they lose on Saturday, like I, you and I will not be shocked. Right. I don't think it's going to be right. a shocking, like, revelation with the with the rest with the players with Derrick Henry coming back for the Titans with how they've kind of looked um as of right. late early whatever get even getting to this point right, right is right. like crazy yeah. so I, I'm with you yeah I do think that I do think the rest is you know probably uh, an overlooked factor especially right now obviously yeah. we talked a little bit about the injury situation I'm getting healthy but uh the rest is a pretty significant deal as well of course with uh, you know, travel and rest kind of folded into kind of benefiting mm-hmm. Titans quite a bit here. So I'm definitely not surprised, uh, but at the current price, uh, I got to ride with it's the offense good. that I buy into right now. And I do think that the Cincinnati Bengals look like one of the best uh, in the AFC for sure. I mean, obviously, if they win this game, they're going to have to beat either a Buffalo Bills or Kansas City Chiefs offense that would be a lot better uh, than them still. But yeah. I think that's the path that I think is most likely, likely probably going to see this one play okay. out. So I like it. Well, uh, I, I just will jump into our props right now, but I think someone that we've just bet all season, and, and it had hurt us a little bit, was Jamar Chase. He did hurt us a little bit towards the middle there. But taking his over 75 and a half receiving yards, it seems right. Uh, we did it the last game. It, it proved us correct. It, it, everyone knew. I, it's not a well-kept secret or anything like that. 
But um, he is going up. Like, the Titans do have one of the best safety duos in, in the league, right? Um, but we do think that he's still going to reach that 75-and-a-half mark. Yeah, definitely. So he plays on the outside a lot more, you know, not really running any routes mm-hmm. in the slot a whole lot. Of course, Tyler Boyd's operating there. So uh, kind of difficult for the safeties to consistently be a factor in the downfield pass game with him. So I think he's going to see enough one-on-one coverage uh, where Joe Burrow's going to be able to take advantage. Obviously, uh, you know, they've done it all season long, but uh, this seems to be a spot where it seems like maybe they're outperforming expectation, but uh, at some point you just have to tip their cap to them and say, you know, they maybe mm-hmm. are just going to be above expectation in these downfield passing attack uh, more so than the rest of the league just because of, you know, how well they are playing and how well they're probably going to continue to play. So uh, I buy into it quite a bit. 75 and a half. It's moved up okay. to 76 and a half in certain spots. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, the passing game's obviously flowing through Jamar Chase right now. There's no reason, no matchup consideration, no. nothing else to uh, for that really to change here uh, on Saturday. And I do think you know it kind of uh like we talked about a little bit ago i don't expect zach taylor to kind of uh emphasize the run a whole lot here so i do think no matter the game script whether the Bengals are playing from ahead or behind uh jamar chase is going to continue to be involved continue to get uh, some downfield shots i mean he only really okay. needs a couple here to get over that 74 and a half 75 and a half uh, receiving yards number and i think this is going to be a pretty easy sweat uh on saturday for sure so i like it i like that one I like that one a lot. I think it make it makes sense. You can't fade Jamar Chase at this can't, point, right? Not right now. Not, you can't. not right now. Not right now. So, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the well though, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with T Higgins again. Not only for an anytime touchdown score, because he. I I know I messaged you right. I messaged you that day, and we saw that look. Like he got mm-hmm. one chance, and and we knew it was over once once right, he did not get right. that. I was I I messaged you. I was like, well, that's it. That that was fun. Thanks for playing. But I do like I do want to bring up T Higgins five and a half receptions. I kind of like that over there too because he he had a good performance right against the Raiders. Uh, maybe not for any time, but in all, when he was going up against Casey Hayward, right? And I think he's going to have like a way better time against the Tennessee Titans who allow the second most receiving yards to wide receivers. So I think there's something there with his five and a half receptions it, with, with the Bengals too. I don't think like you though, I think the Bengals are going to be down. I, I don't think, I think they're going to be playing from behind a little bit, maybe in certain spots. Um, so I do like the five and a half receptions there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know they're, I mean, I think they're going to distribute the ball, you know, pretty widely to a lot of people. Tyler Boyd is a a spot that we mm-hmm. kind of like his over reception so uh, i can i can see it i think i do i do got to hear your thoughts i one what before i want to hear you know your Uh-oh. initial thoughts on our favorite one but i gotta ask you about cj uzama we like him to go under 32.5 receiving yards okay uh that's one that you know we wrote up uh in the article that you can find at pff.com i'm i i kind of like it but i'm i'm a little nervous because like you know like we touched on earlier like the tennessee titans linebacker unit has been really poor especially in coverage i do think that Mixon, maybe uzama is going to be able to take some advantage of that so uh i i lean in that direction a little bit but it's not like my most my favorite play coming up here on saturday but one that we do also like according to the pff props tool that's you know the old faithful didn't get there last week but joe burrow over 8.5 rushing yards basically been over in three of his last four didn't go last week are you riding with the quarterback oh, rushing prop again or not? Absolutely. No question. I'm, I'm, no question. No, no question. <laughs> like it's it's we're living or dying by the right, quarterback rushing right, prop. Right, there's there's right. no question about it. Because right. I he was the only one last he was one of the only ones that did not hit right, last week. Right. And that I'm, was tough. That right. was a tough It was day. like one of our favorite plays and it didn't get there, but I think yeah, basically yeah, every other quarterback rushing prop that we talked about did get there, including Derek right. Carr in that matchup as well, which was a no doubter, I think, for sure. But 
I'm going. I'm willing to go back to the well. I know he's let us I down once too. or twice, but every time he rewards us uh, for doubling down, I do think this is the perfect spot. To I am do too, that, so. especially with the like the high that they're riding. Right? It sounds it right. sounds dumb, but like they like when you watch those Joe Burrow press conferences and stuff, like that team does not think that they can lose. Which right. obviously right. every team goes in there, but like I do think he's he is that guy to like try and get whatever he can uh, out of a, out of any play, and if he needs to do it himself, he's going to do it. Um, but again, we said that last week, and nothing happened, so right, right, that was tough. Right. <laughs> it was tough. Do you have a same game? I'm looking through the notes. Do you have a same game parlay for this one? I got I think a I saw little one. one. I got a little I liked, one. Yeah, so I, I liked the, it, though. I like the Bengals plus three and a half, uh, over 47. Uh, so I do think, you know, maybe a little bit of a shootout game obviously happening okay. here. If that does happen, Joe Burrow over 24 points. Every over 24.5 completions, uh, and Jamar Chase over 75.5 receiving yards, all that together parlayed plus 800. So, I feel like okay. that's a pretty good payout. A lot of that like fits that. in with you know the Bengals obviously winning, uh, or probably covering at least if not winning outright. Uh, but a lot of that buys into the passing tech of the Bengals being successful. And that's basically mm-hmm. you know the path of least resistance in the spot that I definitely think that they can win on. So, uh, I like that one quite a bit. The payout. It's all correlated pretty heavily together, but yeah. uh, it makes a lot of sense based on the payout from my perspective. I like it. So. Well, let me go through, because we kind of went through those kind of fast, but we like yeah. Uzoma under 31 and a half receiving yards. Not our favorite, but one one that's there that we like. We like Jamar Chase over 75 and a half receiving yards for sure. That's one of our locks. Same with uh, Joe Burrow to go over his rushing yards. No matter, you don't even have to tell us what they are. We're, we're going to take that over. And then I, I still like T. Higgins. I think you dismiss T. Higgins. I like his reception. Five and a half, and in an any time. But that's that's good. that's what we're rolling with. There we I go. Like there we go. I like it. I like it. So. That's a good. That's and your same game parlay, which is already a lock. So there. That's what that is. <laughs> we're fine. 49ers Packers. 49ers Packers. It's got, one, we got to be going with the Packers, right? I, I was yeah. reading. I was reading other articles where they're saying it's 49ers, no doubt. I know George. Um, our George, our boss, it's likes a little biased, likes, a little, little biased. biased, a little biased. Always roots for the 49ers, and he's like, you got, you just got to take them. Um, I, I just don't think I can, and right. I'm curious to see if, if you can. Like the last time they met, they gave, they gave, you know, it was close, right? Like they gave Aaron Rodgers too much time with 37 seconds left, and uh, came back with that 30-28 victory. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I can see the Packers winning this, and that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So full disclaimer, you know, PFF Greenline does like, uh, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, even with the number moving down to five and a half, and you know, kind of in the direction up from six, maybe even six and a half early on in the week. So uh, we do like the 49ers from a modeling perspective in saying that. Uh, I kind of like what you said about uh, the previous matchup, right? I do think that, you know, everyone kind of looks back on that game, saw, you know, Green Bay Packers drive down there with, what, 38, 39 seconds left yeah. uh, in the game, kick the field goal, end up winning. But uh, the Packers were, like, heavily in control of that Week 3 matchup. Like, it wasn't even uh, a question, mm-hmm. basically, for the entire first half. I think they were up... Uh, I want to say they were up like 10-0 toward the end of the first quarter, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw what should have been a pick six that would have put the mm-hmm. Packers up 17-0. Uh, later, they ended up punting that drive. The Packers got the ball back. I think it was that drive for the next one. They drove all the way down into the red zone, and then it was like fourth and one from the six-yard yeah. line. Didn't convert there either. That would have pushed it to 17-0. It didn't. They got the ball again before half. Ended up scoring a touchdown. It was 17-0. And then on the ensuing kickoff, 
Uh, the 49ers like basically took it back to like within the 30 yard line. I think they were right outside of red zone of the red zone. Ended up driving with like you know a minute or so to go to put it put a touchdown in, get it to 17 to seven by half. But yeah. that could have easily been like a 24 to nothing game uh, heading into halftime, and the game would yeah. already been over, right? And then the, it was and the Packers, for yeah, sure. yeah. And then the Packers kind of like you know messed around a little bit, did this, did that, uh, kind of tightened up at the end. I think this was a spot where uh, the Packers basically kicked a field goal. Uh, to go from three points to six points uh, mm-hmm. when they probably should have just gone for uh, gone for it on you know on fourth down they didn't do that that was when you know 49ers <laughs> scored to go up one so uh, I think like the Packers kind of let that one uh, dribble away from them let in a lot of ways and it probably little. wasn't yeah. even you know as close as what the final score indicates but I do think that uh, it's definitely influencing uh, how people are kind of viewing this particular matchup yeah. right like it was like oh yeah. the Packers had to win at the end you know whatever this and that but uh, that really wasn't the case if you go back and watch that entire game so no. Uh, I think the Packers are probably going to be pretty firmly in control of this match. But I know I kind of hate so going too. against Green Line. I know I've I said know. I won't do it again. We but are company. We are company, company guys. People, we promise. But people. but also like, and it sucks because we actually we we have ridden with the 49ers for a long portion right. of this season because they've been fun to watch. They they have a great team with Debo. I've loved watching Trent Williams doing all social media for Trent Williams. It's just like been a masterpiece because he's been insane this year. Um, but the temperatures, like it is supposed to be like, I've read from anywhere from five degrees to like negative five, negative 10 on Saturday night with like 10 mile an hour winds. Yeah. And I think that has a factor there too. Yeah. I mean, it definitely plays a role, right? I do think yeah. the wind is much more of a concern than the we- than the weather, but, uh, and it's not a spot where a model's ever going to tell you, oh, you know, like weather definitely impacts it. But I do think it, yeah. you know, psychologically at least, or maybe not, but I do think it can have some impact on certain people, if you do think that Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo is kind of banged up, especially, you know, with the hand and everything else, shoulder, like that could play a role as well with the cold, you know, maybe not necessarily being able to get as loose as he needs to be in order to be really effective in this game. So uh, that's that's definitely a concern. Sounds like, uh, for the most part, uh, the 49ers injury situation is breaking correctly yeah. for him. I do think that Nick Bosa is going to be playing. Yeah, uh, he was clear. He so was clear Fred today. Warner, Fred. Yep. Yeah, so I think Jimmy that, from was that a full... perspective. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that's part of the reason why we've moved basically from six down to five and a half okay. now. So I think that's definitely factored into the betting market uh, pretty heavily already. So uh, I don't know. I, I still think the pack it's kind of the Packers are bust. I know I hate going against Greenland. I said I want to do it again, but here and I am here doing it. One, one last time. One, one last, last time. time. So. We promise. We promise. Right. All right. Well, let's go through a prop. What's, what's, tell me a prop that you like. I'm, 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 I'm excited for these. Excited, she's excited. Uh, I like Garoppolo. Tell me, tell me not to bet Garoppolo over one and a half rushing. I mean, yards. you have to. That's you that's, have to. that's just like it, a lot. It's that right it's there. I got to start it off with that. Right. I mean, he hasn't. I think he he hit the over for like three consecutive, right? And then I think it's been back to back weeks where he hasn't. It hasn't even been close to a thing. So I think I like this one. One and a half. What what do we have to lose here? Right. With I mean, Jimmy it's G. basically just a fall for it for Jimmy G. And he's, yeah, he's yeah. athletic enough to definitely get exactly. there. One that. One that I like, Aaron Rodgers, over 2.5 passing touchdowns, plus okay. 160. <clears throat> kind of correlated with that, Devontae Adams, uh, over 7.5 receptions, mm. minus 148. Like Last time they played, I think it was like a – I want to say it was the second heaviest target a game. Maybe I could be wrong on that. I might be yeah. thinking of something else. But uh, obviously those two are going to be uh, heavily connected. No Marquez Valdez-Scantling, so I do think maybe Adams is going to be the guy that, needs, that at least needs to win a little bit downfield. Alan Lazard – also going to be folded in on some of those downfield yeah. routes, but uh, it's going to be the Adams show, I think, quite heavily here. Also, when they get kind of in the red zone, closer to the goal line, uh, this is he's been kind of that guy as well. I think this was the game where 
Um, he he kind of scored one on the one yard line basically to get the first touchdown score in uh, mm-hmm. for Devontae Adams in Week Three. I like so that. I like him to uh, yeah. potentially be uh, you know the guy. Probably hit eight eight receptions here midway through the third quarter or something like that. Maybe the first part of the fourth quarter. But okay. uh, only concern for me is that the Packers end up running away with this one. But I think the, mm. I think the I think the Forty Nineers will be able to keep it close enough to the point where you know. Aaron Rodgers goes over 2.5 passing touchdowns, and we see some Devontae Adams over 7.5 hit as well. So, and do you like Alan Lazard anywhere here? I I was I had written down his 40 and a half receiving yards, but if you yeah. tell me no, I'm gonna go with it. Only only because he has like really manned the slot right for for Green Bay since Randall Cobb has been gone. So like yeah. the past five weeks, he's gone over 40 yards in four or five games. So yeah. I'm only looking at that trend. But if you do think it's the Devontae Adams show and then they get up by two, you know, two scores, whatever, you don't think that the love is going to be spread around like that, I can see fading that one too. Yeah, I mean, so I think I would be more inclined to, to uh, cause, you know, they're going to have Randall Cobb back. So I do think Lazard yeah. will be more along the outside uh, in a lot of spots. I do think he's going to be the guy that kind of wins deep. Uh, downfield in this match, but I do think he had okay. you know one in the you know in the in the previous 49ers game he was like kind of the first guy on their first drive to kind of break loose and kind of set up that first scoring drive with a long deep pass. So I think he is going to be the guy downfield. So if I was inclined okay. to fade something from him, I'd probably lean more so on his under 3.5 receptions than I would on his under okay. receiving yards, just because I think you know he could maybe even hit that receiving yards uh, with one catch, still have a pretty decently productive game uh, and still go under his reception props. So that's kind of what kind of the spot that I would be playing for him if I wanted right. to get involved anywhere. So I like it. I mean, do we have any 49ers? I feel bad now. I don't I don't know if we have I mean, we any got, we got Jimmy Garoppolo over yeah, 1.5 rushing oh, we yards. We'll ride with Jimmy G. And we also like, we kind of like Debo Samuel unders, which obviously is mm. not a really comfortable feeling. I love feeling. that, yeah. And I had, I, had, I had Juwan Jennings under 2.5 receptions pretty heavily last week, and he uh, okay. unfortunately got to three, so I'm just not really inclined <laughs> to sweat that one out again either, really. So. We'll ride with Jimmy G. We'll drive that, with Jimmy G. He's our guy. He's our guy, so. I'm so excited. All right, so we're both on the same page, though. We're taking the Green Bay Packers, and we are also, we're going to ride with the Bengals. We're going to do that, too. We're doing it. We're doing it. That's a good day. It's going to be a fun Saturday. It's fun Saturday, so. Yeah. Uh, Any other other props, any other words of wisdom you want to leave us with, Ben? No, I mean, if you want to take a long shot, though, you can parlay two of my, you know, favorite player props. Aaron Rodgers over 2.5 passing touchdowns. Devontae Adams over 7.5 receptions. Uh, Maybe Devontae Adams' first touchdown scorer if you do all three of those, plus 1,500 on Caesars. I know I'm stealing uh, your thunder a little bit, <laughs> giving out some touchdown scores. No, but I, I had to try it. it. I had to sprinkle one or two in here. You got to do it. I'm, sure, uh, yeah, so. no, you got to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna join I'm, right when we get off. I'm going to do it too. Thank so you. awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. Everyone, thank you so much for listening through our like flu game. This is our flu game today. So I think we're going to hit everything tomorrow because we're both game. feeling a little under the right. weather. So I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great day. But everyone, pff.com slash betting. That is where you can find all of Ben Brown's articles, all of our player props tools, all of our best bets everything is there highly recommend and good luck tomorrow everyone